welcome back to the podcast. So this is actually part one of a three-part series that I recorded over on Facebook that is really going to explore the idea of vata dosha and a dysregulated nervous system a little bit deeper. Um, so in this episode, I'm going over five symptoms, five signs and symptoms that your nervous system is dysregulated. Then I'm going to go a little bit deeper into five reasons, five things that you're doing that are possibly dysregulating your nervous system, aggravating Vata Dosha. And then I'm going to give you guys in the final series, five things that you can do to start regulating your nervous system and, you know, really balancing Vata Dosha. And so you right now might be wondering why, like, why do I talk about this so often? If you've been following me for some time, then you know that I talk about this like all the time. (laughs) Um, And so you might be wondering why. And one of the things, and one of the biggest reasons I talk about this is that what I have observed to be at like the root of my client's stress, anxiety, exhaustion, digestive issues, and overwhelm is ultimately a dysregulated nervous system and an aggravated vata dosha. It's literally like that core reason that they've got all of these, you know, potentially seemingly unrelated symptoms. And so in this episode, I really want to highlight for you and share with you the five biggest symptoms that I see of a dysregulated nervous system slash aggravated vata dosha and really help you understand like why you are experiencing these things. Um, And I really want to share and hit home too why treating symptoms, why just treating these symptoms is not enough and why it's really crucial to get to the root of things. All too often, I work with students, I work with clients, and they have only ever been you know, treating the symptoms and they haven't gotten to the root. And I have found that when we get to that root and when we heal and when we treat these symptoms at the root level of vata dosha in the nervous system, we experience such powerful shifts and transformation in a relatively short amount of time. So like I said, in the next two episodes, I will be going a little bit deeper into, you know, the five things that might be causing the dysregulation, you know, just sort of five of the main things that I see people doing and then five simple things to help you get back into alignment. So watch out for those episodes as well if you found this super helpful and if you resonated with this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is me, then you'll definitely wanna tune into those two episodes as well. If you're super keen, actually, you can totally go into our Facebook group and they are in there so you can take a look at them, but I do edit them and polish them up a little bit better for easy listening here on this podcast. So um, definitely go and take a look at that if you are keen. And I do want to offer you one hot tip before those other two episodes come out, uh, because I can tell you right now that one of the most powerful things to do, if you listen to this, you're like, OMG, I know that I've got a dysregulated nervous system. I can totally tell my Vata is out of whack. I have been feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, exhausted. Um, One of the most powerful things that you can do is create a morning routine or just create routine in general, but specifically a morning routine. And that is exactly why I created the super simple, totally free um, Ayurvedic morning routine guide and checklist. So this is a simple, easy to use and implement guide to creating an Ayurvedic morning routine that fits in with your life and your schedule to ideally help you start your day with more calm and groundedness and ease and energy and really create that ripple effect of those ways of being throughout the day. And honestly, this has been 
truly one of the most powerful, important, and important steps I've taken on my journey. And I know that it's going to be helpful for so many of you. It's the first step that people inside of our program, Embodied Ayurveda, takes. So um, if you would like that, you can go into the show notes wherever you're watching this and you can download that for free. And of course, let me know how it goes. Hop into our Facebook group. Let me know what you are implementing. Let me know what you love. And um, I hope that you enjoy that. So anyways, enough about that, though I do hope you take advantage of it. And let's just hop right into today's episode. Um, I wanted to talk today. I have so many things to talk about. Re-dysregulated nervous system, dysregulated vata dosha. But what I thought I would do um, today, I'm actually going to break this up into a few different parts. I want to talk today about some symptoms, some signs that your nervous system is dysregulated. Then in, in another live, I'm going to talk about things that dysregulate the nervous system, like what might be causing this, and then give you um, a couple of things that are going to ideally be balancing and things that we can do if we are feeling super dysregulated in our nervous system, because this is one of the things I see with almost all of the people that I work with. I think today in general, just we're so chronically overstimulated um, that, you know, many of us have dysregulated nervous systems. And in fact, um, regulating the nervous system is responsible for so much of the, um, success that I see with the people inside of my programs. When we have a regulated nervous system, this is going to allow our Agni or digestive fire to be working more, you know, in alignment and in integrity. This is going to allow for the mind to be working a little bit more in integrity. We experience the entire world through our nervous system. So when our nervous system is in alignment, um, things are amazing and things work well, and we're able to experience the world a little bit better, but when they're out of alignment, we're not, and we don't show up in the world in a way that is, you know, a, in alignment with our fullest, highest expression, but we might show up in a way that's like not ideal. And so today I wanted to give you an idea of like what that looks like, what it looks like to show up inside of a dysregulated nervous system. Um, just to, yeah, to help, you know, because I think that a lot of people too, it's like great and wonderful for me to be like, if your nervous system is dysregulated, then that's a bad thing. But how do you know, how do you know if your nervous system is dysregulated? So I'm going to give you like five signs and then I'm probably going to elaborate on those and give you some other clues and hints as to like different, you know, ways that we can know that our nervous system is dysregulated. But I, I would actually offer that most of us are living inside of some level of dysregulated, you know, nervous system, because ultimately like overstimulation, any form of overstimulation is going to dysregulate the nervous system. And most of us, like I said, are super, super, um, overstimulated these days. So I'm going to go, I'm going to give you these sort of like finds five signs, symptoms that your nervous system is just dysregulated. And I would love to know. So share with me in the comments, if you're watching this, whether you're watching the replay or you're watching the live, I would love to know how many of these you resonate with. Um, and this will be super interesting because they're not only, you know, mental symptoms. Like when we think, oh, anxiety and stress, we often think like, oh, in the mind, but these are also physiological symptoms as well. So I'm curious as you're watching, as you're going through, let me know which ones, you know, feel like they apply to you. And, um, yeah, I'm curious to hear, I hope it's not all of them, but unfortunately I know for me, for, you know, at, at points in my life, when my nervous system is hella dysregulated, um, I find that I slip into these, into these ways of being so, and interestingly, what I'll, what I'll try and speak to as well, as I talk about these symptoms is that depending on your dosha, depending on your nature, your property, your constitution, these may show up in a bit of like a different way. So I'll try and go through that as well as we are going through this. So the first one is that you're easily irritable 
and kind of snappy. <laughs> so generally speaking, when the nervous system is out of balance, when it's all over the place, right. And, you know, we're not, you know, really grounded and in, in, in integrity, you might notice that you kind of shift into a more irritable, agitated, sort of like snappy state, because if you think about it, so Vata dosha, first and foremost rules over the nervous system. So think about all of this wind when the wind, and one of the things to note about Vata dosha as well, it's not like a cool breeze. It's like choppy, harsh, agitated wind, like agitated is the word that they use to describe the wind element in the context of, um, Vata dosha. So it's this like agitated wind that's like moving really quickly. It's not this easeful flow. So when the mood, when the wind is like moving that way, and maybe, you know, you have to pivot or something goes wrong, or someone says something to you, instead of just like kind of rolling with it, you might kind of just snap back at them. So I'm curious, share with me in the comments, if you find that you're irritable, snappy, you know, just sort of, you know, quick to, um, yeah, kind of snap at your decisions or you make, you know, irrational, irrational might be a better word as well. So if we look in the context of the doshas, if you're someone who's maybe Vata dosha, this might manifest because Vatas don't tend to be irritable. That might be more Pitta manifestation of like a dysregulated nervous system, like irritable, snappy, like kind of like mean, <laughs> right. Where you're just like, oh, and you're just kind of rude to someone. Whereas Vatas might make these like irrational decisions. They might make a snap decision. That's not in, in alignment, right. They just might be like, okay, like say yes to something or say no to something, right? Kuffas might get really emotional, right? Really overly emotional, really quickly. It might shift in them in that way, right? So vatas tend to be that more like creative all over the place, um, you know, making maybe irrational decisions. Pittas tend to have that hot, you know, heated irritation, irritability. And then kuffas might tend more toward being a little bit more on like the emotional side. Um, then we have the overwhelm. So if you find yourself as thing, number two, finding that you're easily overwhelmed again, that wind energy, that nervous dysregulation, I find, and I love analogies. Like I love sort of like metaphor. So it's like, I find that we're in this like tornado almost, right? This tornado of overwhelm, all of these, th these thoughts, all the feelings, all the emotions, just all of these things swirling around in your mind. And so from a Vata perspective, it's like that wind energy is really just like going all over the place. And from a nervous system perspective, we can look at this, like we are bumping up against the upper end of our window of tolerance, right? Like there's just, and not because necessarily there's so much to do, but our perception of what there is to do because we have a dysregulated nervous system, because the wind element is like puffing things up. Like imagine, I don't know why this is the metaphor that's coming to my mind. It's like, imagine if you had like, um, I'm thinking of confetti, right. But if there's wind and there's confetti in, in the room, the wind is going to cause the confetti to come up, 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 and just like be all over the place. And it's going to feel like, oh my God, there's so much confetti. Like it's everywhere. But actually once that wind kind of softens, the confetti just like sits on the ground and there's not that much of it. But when that wind element is coming up, it just feels like it's coming up, up, up. And I'm like thinking of like, imagine a graph. If you guys have ever seen me, um, Oh, maybe you haven't, if you're not an embodied Ayurveda, you wouldn't have seen the window of tolerance graph. Okay. Basically window of tolerance, it's like a bell curve. Okay. <laughs> Where when we experience, um, sympathetic activation or any nervous system activation, we, you know, we climb the, we climb the ladder, so to speak. Right. And then, you know, ideally we kind of we're able to regulate and then we can, you know, come down into a more calm parasympathetic, but we have this, like, um, we have our window of tolerance, right? If we are too stimulated and we go above our window of tolerance, above that threshold for what we can handle, we go into overwhelm. We go into, you know, depending on what's happening, we experience a, a state of, you know, trauma. It can be very traumatic for us. Anyone in here has experienced stress, overwhelm, 
you know, even if it's in your mind, even if it's a perception, like I said, that wind element coming up and causing all of those pieces to just float up, up, up into the air. So if you can imagine them floating up, 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 kind of bumping up against this window of tolerance, it feels, it feels more full. Um, even if it's within the mind, you know, that after that, it's this big, Oh, this big crash where you feel really um, tired. You feel really overwhelmed. Right. Um, even if what's happening in reality, isn't actually harmful, stressful, right. If we think about sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system was designed to help us to stay alive in overly stressful situations. It was designed to help us get away from that bear or that, you know, uh, lion that was chasing us. Um, but what's happened in this like modern world is that our minds as a result of just like so many things, so much overwhelm, so much stimulation, we fall into that sympathetic state without there being any actual threat. And so it jacks up our system. It produces adrenaline, you know, stress hormones, and that is, it's exhausting for the body. And so if we have too much, have too much, we then sort of crash. I feel like I'm totally going off topic here, but again, it's like, if we're in this, like I said, if we have Vata dosha, Vata dosha sort of decreases our ability to be resilient, right? If we have too much of that air element, it's, it's puffing everything up. It's making everything feel maybe like super overwhelming. Right. Um, and like I said, from that nervous system perspective, it feels like we're bumping up against that window of tolerance. It feels like that window of tolerance is, is smaller because we don't have that, um, that OGES, we don't have that grounding, um, part of us to keep us calm and regulated. Okay. So if you find that you're feeling overwhelmed really easily, like little things are getting to you, you know, like you're like, man, why am I feeling just like so snappy, so overwhelmed, so irritable. I noticed for me, like if I am really snappy, it's hot. It's like, if I just can't get it together, like if I just am like, ah, like I can't even handle, you know, two minutes of her, you know, asking me all of these questions. I'm like, well, that's not, that's not optimal. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, why am I feeling so overwhelmed? Oh, gee, nervous system is out of balance. I know that I need to like double down on the things that help to regulate my nervous system. So I hope that was helpful. Um, so that's one of the things, like I said, easily overwhelmed. The other thing, like I said, read that window of tolerance example is it's exhausting. It is actually exhausting to be in a constant state of overwhelm. It's exhausting. If our Vata dosha is imbalanced, it's exhausted. If we're in a chronic sympathetic state. So if you experience stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and you feel exhausted, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to do more. You actually probably need to do a bit less because when we look at Vata dosha, okay, Vata dosha, the energy pattern of Vata dosha is up and out. So consider that that's what's happening with your energy. That's what's happening with your prana, with your life force, with your energies, it's going up and out. It's like swirling around. It's probably going up and out into, you know, maybe to try and, you know, calm yourself down. Sometimes what the mind does is like, we try and calm ourselves down by like going on Netflix or, you know, being on the phone, but that actually causes more of our energy to go up and out. And that, you know, sort of perpetuates a cycle of feeling tired and unmotivated. And again, from a sympathetic perspective, um, nervous system activation, like I said, is designed to help us to run away from stressful situations. Right. And so this has a very taxing feeling on the body. It makes you feel exhausted, right? Even if we're not actually running away from a bear or from a lion, this actually drains our energy. So being chronically, you know, overwhelmed, right. And it's not like, and I don't want to say like, oh, you're overwhelming yourself, but in being in the space of overwhelm, being in the space of Vata dosha, being in a chronically overstimulated um, nervous system state is exhausting. And this is oftentimes why people who I work with experience this, you know, 
super, you know, like fatigued, they're super tired. They've got this brain fog, like they can't think clearly, right. That is really, really, it's really, really challenging. And this is the, at the root of this is Vata dosha at the root of this is a dysregulated nervous system. So that's the third one, super tired. We've got this like brain fog. You might even feel super heavy. Like Vata dosha is a light energy, but what happens, right. We see this with the gunas is that so much lightness, so much movement, so much rajas leads to burnout. So what I find with a lot of people who are chronically, you know, overwhelmed, chronically stressed, you know, chronically uh, anxious is that it's freaking exhausting. They experience burnout because the nervous system is so stimulated all the time. And the thing that's super challenging about this that I want to validate is that we live in this world that um, glorifies hustle. And I think that we're now getting into a state where we're on, we're understanding, we're learning how to honor you know, like the chill, how to honor being calm, how to honor what we need, but it is still there. And so even myself who knows this, I still fall into that trap of feeling like I need to do more. I need to do more, right. A feeling like, Oh, like I'm not doing enough. Like, okay, I just need to power through this and do more, but actually, and what's interesting about this too, is that from an Ayurvedic lens, this like attracts like an opposites balance. When you are in a state of Vata imbalance and you're in that overwhelmed state, like attracts light, you want to be more overwhelmed a little bit. Like you actually subconsciously seek out more stimulating things. Like you feel like, oh no, I've just wasted. Tell me if this resonates because I feel this so hard. And this has been echoed by a lot of the students inside EA and some of my private clients. It's like, it's like, you feel like you waste so much time being like anxious and overwhelmed. And then you've spent an hour being anxious and, and overwhelmed. And then you're like, shit, I just wasted an hour. I can't rest. I need to go do more because I just wasted that time that I could have been not doing, doing, but what I was doing was just like ruminating or being anxious or second guessing or questioning or whatever it is. Please let me know if that resonates with you. Um, that's oftentimes what happens, but what we actually need to do that feels, um, counterintuitive is in those moments, we actually need to rest. We actually need to bring ourselves down, or we're going to continue to perpetuate that cycle of overwhelm of nervous system activation of nervous system aggravation. Um, and so in that sort of same space, the fourth thing is that you probably find it really hard to focus. You probably find it really hard to concentrate again, bots of energies, the up and out energy pattern, the tornado of overwhelm, of course, in a tornado, again, loving the analogies here. Of course, it's hard to focus and concentrate because who could focus and concentrate inside of a literal tornado? It would be incredibly, incredibly difficult. So if you're finding it hard to concentrate, this could be a Vata Dosha situation. Again, this could be a nervous system situation. If you're in the space of fight or flight, okay. And you're hyper vigilant. when we're in the space of fight or flight, again, we think like ancestrally, traditionally, traditionally, I don't know if that's the right word, but this was a mechanism where we were in this fight or flight space and we were trying to run away from a threat. So if sympathetic equals, okay, there's a threat, we're hyper vigilant, and we're not able to just like calm down and focus on what we're doing. We're actually focusing on not dying, right? Whether that's like, you know, again, this could be something that we perceive a perceived threat. This is how the nervous system works. The nervous system isn't necessarily able to detect, oh, this is definitely a threat or this is a perceived threat. The nerve, it's like on or off. If we are in a sympathetic state, okay, we're in that fight or flight state. The brain isn't like calmly focusing on the task. The brain is like vigilant. The brain is being hyper vigilant. It's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you alive. Nervous system 101, we go over this in EA, is that your brain is trying to keep you safe. So everything it's doing is designed to keep you alive. And if it perceives that there's a threat happening, if it's if it's in a sympathetic state, the body is thinking, okay, 
we are under threat. Where's the threat right now? Like what is going on right now? That's trying to kill me. How can I stay safe? What do I need to do? It's like looking outside of itself. It's not calmly paying attention to what it needs to pay attention to, whether that's a task, whether that's you being present and mindful with your child, right? Whether that's you being present and mindful with your partner, you being present and mindful working on your business or this like goal that you have, or being present and mindful at work. You're always, you know, maybe you're like task switching all the time, which again, like attracts like opposites balance. When you're in that sympathetic state and you're really overwhelmed, you might notice that you're checking your phone like all the time right? That you're like, you can't just sit there without it and focus on your task. You're always looking at these different things. You're trying to multitask and multitasking has been shown that it is entirely ineffective. It's not effective to multitask, but when we're in this like hyper-stimulated, overstimulated vata dosha, you know, nervous system, you know, sympathetic nervous system state, maybe we kind of think it is. And that energy wants more of that energy. It's this like sort of positive feedback loop. So when we can become aware of, and hopefully after listening to this live, you are aware of like, oh damn, this is like my nervous system is, you know, overstimulated shoot. Okay. So when we have that awareness, this is again, phase one, or actually I call it like the, the three plus one, you know, sort of pillars of, of Ayurveda and the plus one pillar that pervades all the other pillars. That's why it's plus one is self-awareness being aware. So if we're aware that, Oh my God, if you notice that you're like task switching all the time, task switching, meaning like you're trying to do 55 million things at once you're on your phone when you know, you shouldn't be, you know, if you're trying to be doing something online, you know, online or at work and you're switching your phone, you can identify, Oh my God, that's my nervous system. My nervous system is dysregulated. And then you can start to do things that would be regulating. Right. And I just want to sort of like finalize that by saying, Um, you know, if you are unable to concentrate, that's not that you, and I struggle with this for a long time is feeling like, Oh my God, there's something wrong with me. Jesus. Like what's wrong with you, Mel? Like you just can't concentrate. You just can't focus. You know, I used to think of these symptoms, like there's something wrong with me. Actually, it's your nervous system. It's not that there's anything inherently wrong with you. It's not that you're not smart enough. It's not that you're not good enough. It's not, there's something wrong with you. It's your nervous system is dysregulated and not to minimize what you're going through either, but it's actually that simple. When, when you take yourself out of the equation, it almost is like, Oh, thank God. Like I'm not totally like, you know, crazy or like messed up or whatever. I know I used to think that. So let me know in the comments if you've ever experienced that, but, um, really just highlighting like at the, at the core of this is a Vata dosha imbalance. Right. Um, and so what I've found again, I feel like I've said this before, but I'll iterate it again. When we can get to the root of that, when we can get to the root of what is happening, like I said, which is a Vata imbalance, um, it makes, um, healing a little bit easier. It makes recovering a little bit easier. Okay. Final thing that you may notice, and this might seem like a totally, totally, um, what's the word I'm looking for unrelated symptom, but it is a symptom of um, your nervous system being dysregulated and that's your digestive system. You might notice that your digestion is all over the place or it's weird, or you've got just, you know, there's something off in your digestive system. Maybe you can't put a, you know, a finger on it. It could look different again, based on the doshas, it could look totally different for some people. It's going to be like from a more pitta perspective, depending on the state of Agni, it could be, you know, really like you poop like three, four, five times a day. It could be totally like all over the place where some days you go a lot. Some days you don't go at all really more Vata digestion. It could be more slow where you don't go for a few days, but a common balanced nervous system is going to result in a common balanced digestive system because digestion happens in the parasympathetic digestion happens in that. They call it the rest and digest phase because that's where digestion happens. So if we're in a chronic sympathetic state, we're going to find like our poop is just like 
off. It's going to feel weird. You might not have the language to describe it. You might not understand Agni, but you can understand when your poop isn't right. <laughs> you can understand when you're like, man, I feel like there's some stuff still in there. Or like, damn, I've been going so many times today or something is going to feel off for you. And again, this is totally related to Vata dosha, totally related to the nervous system. If you've heard me, if you've been following me for some time, then you know that the gut and the brain are intimately connected. The gut has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system. Well, it's not its own nervous system. It's obviously connected to the global nervous system, but it has its own network of nerves. And this, you know, nervous system connects to and communicates directly with the brain. And so this is super interesting, but not only does, you know, our stress response relate to the gut, but the state of the gut and the food that we eat actually relates to our state of anxiety or stress or overwhelm. So it's sort of this like two-way communication. It's like a, it's like a two-way situation where we can, we can heal digestion and support digestion through mindfulness, through things that are going to um, reduce Vata dosha, things that are going to support the nervous system, but we can also support the nervous system through eating foods that are not inflammatory through eating foods that are nourishing for our body, for our dosha, for our constitution. Um, and again, like the way that this manifests for people is super different depending on the person, you know, their constitution, what season it is, what season of life they're in. If you're like a new mom or you've just had a surgery or whatever, you've just been sick or, you know, um, this can manifest a little bit differently for different people. Um, so I'm glad that I decided to just do one at a time because I can see that we're at like the 25 minute mark here. And I thought this was going to be like super quick, but y'all know me. I like to, uh, I like to get really into this and really just give you like an idea of what's going on in your body and mind, because it's really cool. I think it's really interesting how connected and related these things. So, um, again, these are not all, this isn't like an exhaustive list of all of the symptoms that are indicative of a dysregulated nervous system, but there are certainly some of the prominent ones are definitely the ones that I see with a lot of people who come into embodied Ayurveda. A lot of the people who, um, come in and work with me is, you know, they've got all these symptoms. And what I find too, is that we're not necessarily focusing on the root of these. A lot of times people are focusing on the symptoms themselves. They're focusing on digestion. Oh, what can I do to heal digestion? Oh, I'm going to work on my diet. Cool. They work on their diet, but they're not getting to the root of the issue, which is Vata dosha and the nervous system. We're not working on that. If you go and you see most nutritionists, if you go and you see them and you've got digestive issues, they are going to be looking at the food that you're eating. That's important hundred percent, but it's not taking into account the nervous system. Or if you go to someone and you're like, oh, I'm feeling really stressed and feeling really anxious. Maybe it's like a counselor or whatever. Okay. They're going to focus on maybe, you know, counseling, maybe they'll focus on some nervous system stuff, but they're not focusing on like that food piece. Right. And so, and they don't even have this language to understand Vata dosha and Ayurveda in that way. And I think the cool thing about Ayurveda is that we acknowledge that we're not just this one dimensional person. I think a lot of the times for sure, Western medicine is looking at, oh, you come in and you have this symptom, they're treating the symptom. They're not treating a, the root for sure. And they're not treating you as a holistic human being. Not only do all of your physiological systems interrelate and work together, you're not just a physical body, <laughs> your mind and your body work together. And so when we can, um, when we acknowledge that, when we honor that, and when we have all of these pieces of the puzzle moving together, what we find, or what I found in, in, in the case of invited Ayurveda and the people who I work with in my one-on-one -on -one practice is these symptoms go away, like without 
trying. I don't want to say without trying because we obviously do the work and we try to reduce bata dosha, but it's not that we're trying to, oh, we have to improve digestion or, you know, because sometimes even the, that rajasic quality of wanting, needing, desiring to change the thing is more vata dosha. It's like vata dosha sneaking in the back door, trying to, you know, heal this digestive issue, trying to heal the mind, trying to do this. When we do it with that energy, it manifests with more of that energy. But when we understand, like I said, that underlying root cause, we understand the vata dosha and we do the really simple things to ground and heal and get vata dosha into balance. Like I said, these symptoms almost effortlessly subside. So I am a huge believer that we need to dig deep. We need to find the root cause for most people. For a lot of people, there is a big bata thing that's going on a big bata imbalance that happens. Um, for some people, this is also intertwined and, and looks a little bit different from the fact that maybe you've a vata imbalance, but you're a pitta, maybe you've a vata imbalance, but you're a kapha, maybe you've a vata imbalance and you're a vata. Um, we need to understand the way that these energies work together. If we want to create a really like holistic, um, protocol or approach that's going to help the individual and in being holistic and in being integrated, it is much more than just one thing. It's not just the mind. It's not just yoga. It's not just meditation. It's, we look at what are the things that are going to support when I'm working with someone, I look at what are the things that are going to support this person and their nervous system? And what are the things that they're going to, um, implement and do right. When I was a personal trainer, people used to ask me all the time, what's the best exercise? What's the most I think they were asking me like, what's the best exercise to lose weight? And I would always say the one you're going to do, like the one that you enjoy doing, the one that aligns with you, the one that you are going to show up every day and feel excited about doing. Um, and so it's, it's very similar with Ayurveda. What are the rituals and the practices that you're going to do? Of course, there are dosha considerations as well, which is what we go over inside of EA, what I go over inside of my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but it's, it, it is simple. We don't need to do all of the things, you know, we, we can, if we have time, but it is, it is really, really simple. So that is what I've got for you today in terms of five signs that your nervous system is dysregulated. I hope this was helpful. I would love to know if you want to let me know in the comments, if that feels in alignment for you. Um, if any of these resonated with you, if you were like, damn, this totally resonates with me. I think I have these. I'd love to know. You don't have to comment in the comments. Um, but you totally can, if you want to, um, how many of these you aligned with, I'll actually recap them for you in case you are watching in case you just hopped on. The first one is feeling really easily irritable, snappy, agitated, aggravated. The second one is feeling overwhelmed easily. The third one is feeling constantly tired, being in that sort of brain fog, that constant, you know, exhaustion. The fourth one is being, you know, finding it really hard to concentrate. And the fifth one is digestion, having a really irregular digestive system. So those are five of the most common I've found, um, signs that your nervous system is just dysregulated. This is not an exhaustive list. This is just, you know, the list that I have found is very common with my students, with the people inside of EA, with my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. Um, so today was five, uh, signs that your nervous system is dysregulated in the next you know, a few days, I'm going to go over five things that are dysregulating your nervous system, right? What are five of the main things that I see that are highly dysregulating for people's nervous systems? And then I'm also going to go over five ways to calm the nervous system and five things that you can do that are going to be super actionable that are going to support you in um, calming and regulating the nervous system. So thank you so much for watching. And I will be coming at you guys with the other, um, things that common things that dysregulate the nervous system and then how we can regulate the nervous system later on this week. Bye.